Welcome to the Kings of Sports, the program, changing the game one show at a time, a.k.a. the world's most dangerous sports show, a.k.a. iTunes' longest-running weekly episodic sports program produced and hosted by one or more African-American who is not affiliated with a major network. I'm your host, the Godfather, Nate Milton. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Big, big show this week. Got a lot of wrestling to talk about a little bit of football to talk about and a little bit of life uh, to close out with this week but let's not waste any time let me bring in my partner in crime uh, you know this man from the chain reaction you know this man from the nubian wrestling advocates over at post wrestling but most of all you know this man for being the angry intellectual y'all give it up for chris the professor ely chris what's good my brother Man, what is up, Nate? I'm chilling. I'm looking forward to talking, uh, wrestling, and talking about um, the NFL. Um, even though we, before the show, we full disclosure, I haven't really been paying that. I, I have, I, I have caught up on college a little bit, but um, NFL, I'm a little bit uh, behind. So hopefully, this doing this show for. I know about Cam Newton and all his nonsense. Um, so, uh, you know, it's just crazy sports week, man. Hey, we we, we going to make it do what it do, Chris. Uh, shout out to everybody watching. We appreciate everybody checking us out live. You can watch the show live every time we air this thing. But if you miss it, if you're on that CPT, much like we were, because again full disclosure we were supposed to start at three we didn't start until about 3 30 that's all right we still gonna make it make it do what it do uh but if you missed the show you can always hear the audio versions at our patreon patreon.com backslash the kings of sport where five dollars gets you in the door uh before we start with our football discussion chris i did want to you know give a a quick tip of the cap to uh the the folks out there that saw my postings on social media last day or so uh talking about my friend my brother uh that, that is no longer with us who's crossed over 
and I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more at the end of the show. But, uh, yes, your, your messages were seen and, and your messages were appreciated. Yeah, man. Um, RIP. Those those losses, especially like the ones that where you grew up with the person, and you know you have you go through all these rites of passages and trials and tribulations. Um, th- those losses hit different. So I, I definitely mm. feel you on that, man. Especially when it didn't have to be that way, and and you know I'll I'll talk about that later on in the program. But it, it, yeah. you know his his death was COVID related, and so right. Like, it, it is a lot of still, you know, you talk about Cam Newton, you talk about a lot of these NFL players oh, yeah. that don't want to get the shot. And it's like, man, like I, I already thought that that was a bad look before. Mm-hmm. But now he like, you know, 24 hours after, you know, one of my best friends uh, is gone. It's like, yeah, you sound even dumber now with this yeah. anti-vax, with this conspiracy theory type of stuff, man. It's like we we, we need to do better uh, when it, when it comes to fighting COVID, man. Right. Yeah. Like I had a friend who died of COVID in the infancy of uh, the disease before we knew exactly what it was. And that was sad enough. Um, I wish there was a vaccine around for um, him to take it Mm -hmm. um, because he he would have taken it. Um, And then, um, you know, recently I've had some folks in my life. um, I'm not going to name any names, but they've contracted COVID because they refused to get vaccinated. Um, One of my um, friends almost had to get put on um, a a breathing machine. Mm. Um, He almost had to get put on a ventilator. Fortunately, they were able um, to help him out, but his life is not going to be the same because, and all because he wanted to, um, he married himself to this, um, anti-vax stuff you know um, and i think at this point in the game um we we gotta kind of you know stop with that yeah and don't do your own research i i i don't i'm get, and that was something i used to tell people now we can't say that anymore because you, you can't even trust some of the research that's out yeah, here because you because if you tell someone to do their research they're going to go to alex jones and Infowars and China uncensored <laughs> and all this nonsense, man. Chris this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're go, yeah, they're gonna, yeah, Jericho. They're gonna go to whatever nonsense, the biggest amount of nonsense they can find, mm. and they're gonna be like, "That's research." Stop that shit. Yeah, look, like, yeah. and I, this is my last thing before we get to the NFL, Chris. Like, I understand hesitancy because I, I was hesitant at first, man. Yeah, because of the history of the medical industry with black people in this country. Right. So yeah. I was hesitant for a minute. I waited for a little bit, but then eventually once the science came through, I was like, all right, cool. Like the fact that you got so many people like I need, I need more information. It's like, do you know how much faith you exercise on a daily basis? Like yeah. you have faith, Chris, when you get right. in that car and you, you drive down the street that you're not going to get into a crash. You have faith that when you sit in this chair, it's going to support you. You have faith, yeah. like, like I'm drinking this Deer Park bottle of water. They're not a sponsor, but you know, maybe that maybe they can be. Like, <laughs> I, have faith, I have faith, Chris, that this is pure water. But who knows? But Deer Park could hook this up to a tap, right? Yeah, and pour this in the bottle, and it's got all types of nitrates and little bug parts and everything in the in the water bottle. I would never know because it's cold and it looks it looks clear. So like, there's so much faith that 
we exercise on a daily basis existing as human beings, Chris, that yeah. Anybody that's like, nah, man, you know, they ain't done the research on the vaccine, this and that. Like, come, come on, come on, baby. Like, yeah, like, yourself. yeah, like for me, it's, um, I had a homegirl, uh, Stephanie, um, who, uh, worked on, um, the Moderna vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I trust her. She, she's a, a black female and she was telling me, um, about the efficacy of the vaccine in the early stages. So I had, From the beginning, I was cool with getting the vaccine. Um, And me and my girlfriend kind of went back and forth with it. Uh, But then, you know, she she talked to the right people and she decided she was going to get the vaccine as well. Um, But I think people don't understand what the law is. Um, For one, they don't understand that, um, you know, a company can tell you that we do not wish to hire you or we're going to let you go if you don't get the vaccine. That's yeah. always been the case. That's that's never not been the case. That's why you had um, in like when when Jenny McCarthy got on her anti-vax kick in the early 2000s, I think she had to pull her kids out of school, out of school to get them homeschooled because if you don't get well, she I think her kid got vaccinated and she blamed the vaccine for autism or whatever. Um, but yeah, you, but your other option is pulling your kids out of public school and putting them in homeschool. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you don't have the right to get people sick and, um, and the law for better or for worse, the law is always going to go with the path of least, least resistance. And I think that people don't understand that. Um, and in this case, the path of least resistance is getting the vaccine because people who do not get the vaccine and congregate in mass get the virus <laughs> and yeah. that's an easy thing and then the, the thing with with these people is they get the virus by congregating in places where they shouldn't be congregating the first people they're going to sue is the business that allowed them to congregate there yeah. so the path the least resistance in this case is just telling people to get the vaccine. If you sue, if if they told you to get the vaccine and you still get sick, the, all your job has to do is say, hey, we follow what government regulation said. We follow what the yeah. CDC and, said. And you can't get the vaccine and still, like my, my homeboy, like he he was vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he still passed. Like the vaccine is no guarantee that right. you're not going to get sick, that you're not going to pass. But it's better than taking your chances, man. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 like bundling up in the winter, right? You yeah. know, you put your you can still on. get cold, but, yeah. but it's better than walking outside in your drawers. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking speaking of walking outside in your drawers, Chris, we got some people watching in the chat. Shout out to the good brother Jamie Robinson who. May have been in his drawers a time or two after one of them classic hip hop shows back in New York in the day. Brother Jamie saying it's so good to see us. Uh, we we appreciate you, Jamie, and and of course his his tag team partner on uh, Mr. Throwback Thursday, Brother Bill. Bill is in the building too, so uh, hey, good to up? see both of you gentlemen. And and, and just to uh, let you guys know, if you don't, if you didn't get the notification already, Jamie and Bill, we are drafting tonight, seven o'clock. Don't be late like Chris and I were for the show today because uh, it's it's going down. The Kings of Sport Fantasy Football League. Bill and Jamie have both held up the trophy. But we'll see, Chris, is this the year where me and my homies, me and Patrick, my homies, mm-hmm. <laughs> take, on the, 
take home the crown, Chris. That's what we're going to find out this season. Uh, yeah, I suck at that stuff. So, <laughs> uh, so I would have did it with y'all, but I well, – like, let's start. Let's yeah. start. Let's start with the NFL, Chris, because yeah. you are a man of privilege right now, Chris. And I need you mm-hmm. to I need you to own your privilege because there's a lot of people, myself included. Listening to this, watching this around the world. That don't have one football team for the NFL in they in a city. Yeah. You, brother, have two professional football teams in your city, the Rams. And the Chargers. Granted, the Chargers should have never left San Diego, but that's another discussion for another day. So, Chris, <laughs> before we uh, talk some NFL real quick, uh, wh- where do your affiliations lie? Like, are you a Rams fan? Are you a Chargers fan? Or are you still uh, down with the Raiders, even though they left Oakland, brother? Oh, uh, no, I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. But uh, How? How, Chris? How? Because I went to the University of Tennessee. Peyton Manning went to the University of Tennessee um, in – you know, I was a fan of the Titans for a little while. Football is the sport that I'm the most bandwagon on. I was a Raiders fan uh, in the 80s and early 90s. And then it also was a was a Joe Montana fan, too. So I like this, the, the Niners, but I was a Raiders fan. And uh, what's uh, Al, uh, Al did what he did to my boy, <laughs> uh you talking about I, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Art. Yeah, yeah. I, I decided to get off that Raiders bandwagon, too. Those games used to be so crazy in the 90s, man. People would be like, you'd be at the front yard. Like, like going to those games, you 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 see, like, clip, crip, Crips and Bloods there. Uh, and shit, that'd be and the those one day. Those were just the players, Chris. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but uh... yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for the season, man. Like, he, like here's the thing. Like, obviously, y'all know y- y'all see the y'all see the tapestry behind me. Y'all know what team I'm rooting for, man. I'm Atlanta Falcons yeah. all day long. Uh, but I'm 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 intrigued for this season, man. There's a lot of things that could go crazy. Like, uh, you know, they've added another game, so we got a 17 game season, Chris. Uh, you know, we got. Tom Brady still doing Tom Brady yeah. in Tampa. You got Patrick Mahomes, the youngest in charge in, in Kansas City. Cam Newton messed around and, and cost himself the bag by not getting a shot. So now New England is starting a rookie quarterback. Like it's it's a lot of intrigue going on. You got Dak Prescott back for the Cowboys out here. Uh, so I guess is, is there any team, Chris, that that you're most interested in? Even even as you're saying, like you haven't really been following super closely. Mm-hmm. The last year or so but like is there any team that intrigues you for this upcoming season i honestly think that uh tampa bay is gonna repeat this year uh <laughs> i uh, if i was gonna I, I like the uh rams this year too i'm i'm hoping that um, y'all got a new quarterback yeah I, like even though i i don't think i could ever be a rams fan like i i just don't think my dna is built to be a Rams fan, I think my DNA, like I, my DNA uh, automatically Travis, rejects Travis, it. Travis, Travis yeah. coming in clutch with the comment. Y'all got two teams that LA don't even want, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, there, there are Chargers fans. There, are, My girlfriend's a Charger. She's from San Diego, though. But there are Chargers fans that exist in LA. Uh, I, man, right? I used to love the Chargers because I used to live in yeah. San Diego, too, man. But, yeah. like, 
Man, like when my man took the uh, Spanos when when he moved the team for that money, I like come on, man. Like, yeah, how you gonna do that to San Diego, baby? Yeah, that was yeah. This, there's always some um, politics going on with California football, right? Yeah. I mean, we got that with the we just got that with the Chargers. We got it with the uh, with the Raiders. Like the yeah. Raiders could just never seem to yeah. find Oakland, L.A. Oakland, yeah. LA. yeah. And they finally just said fuck it and went to Nevada, which yep. is fine. I mean, there is a huge um, Raiders fan base in Nevada, so it's a, it's an easy transition. Like but, I was uh, making a joke the other day. Somebody had me on there on one of their shows, and we were uh, talking NFL, and they were like, uh, are, the, are the Raiders uh, like the second most popular team in, in Los Angeles? I mean, yeah. uh, are the Chargers. They said, are the Chargers the second most popular team in Los Angeles? I said, at best, the Chargers are the third most popular yeah. team. It would be got, the yeah the Raiders, the Rams, be, Raiders. Like yeah. I would even argue USC is probably more popular than than the Chargers, man. Oh yeah, easily, easily. USC would be like in the top, but the yeah the Raiders that like, um, but and the Rams because you still have people that were fan. I never liked the Rams because the they old played, LA Rams with, with yeah uh, was it Jackie Jackie Slater. Yeah, that was never <laughs> me, man. I was. But uh, there, but you do have the hardcore Rams. Like, like I remember when the Rams left LA. I had a friend who every year would say, "Oh, the Rams are coming back. The Rams are coming back. The Rams are coming back." <laughs> now uh, I'm 40. He's 43. Uh, he finally got the Rams to come back. Uh, <laughs> the Rams finally came back when he was like 41 or whatever. Uh, and. Uh, but yeah, but you, but that's that's the the Rams fandom there. It it exists, but you know, um, yeah, you can. This town is shout, really, shout out to brother Jamie, Jamie with the Jamie picking up the uh, the torch from Marcus Vandenberg, saying uh, yeah. he rooting for his Jets. It takes a brave man, yeah, to root for these New York Jets out here. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a long season. Yeah. Uh, in Gotham City, man, because I, I, don't, I don't have any – like the Jets and the Giants are both going to be terrible this year, in my opinion. The Jets, might <laughs> be better. the Jets might actually be better than the Giants, I think. That's a prediction I'm going to put right. on wax, Chris. The Jets are going to have a better record than the Giants at the end of the season. I, I'd say that, too. I, I don't think I, – I think that's a bold prediction, but I, I would still Uh-oh. go in that Uh-oh. direction. Say his name five times like the candy man, and he shows up. Ronnie Richards, the oh. enforcer out in Houston. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uber, Uber oh, oh, yeah. Clinton Uber. Yeah, he wanted, he definitely wanted the Rams uh, yes. back in L.A. He was so, one of the online cats that would argue that with me. So are you excited, Chris? Because we got our first game tomorrow night. Uh, the, the kickoff game for the season is the Dallas Cowboys taking on the defending champion Tampa Bay Bucks with, with, with that old man Tom Brady. Uh, are you excited for the season? Because I'll be honest, Chris, like I'm – I'm a little hyped for the NFL season, but like it took me a while, and I, I I don't know if it's a pandemic thing or what because right. like normally I would have been excited back in August, like at the beginning of August, we're getting ready for football. It took me literally until last week to be like, oh yeah, football's back. This should be yeah, fun. yeah, because I've been paying attention to the Lakers off season like crazy, and I've been kind of. <laughs> Um, excited trying to, trying to figure out how you can get Ben Simmons on a minimum contract. Right, yeah, just just try to figure out and be happy about what the moves are my Lakers are making. Uh, but football just kind of snuck up on me. Um, I am excited about it. I definitely think that um, the games are going to be good this year. 
Um, I think that the, I, you got to give a shout out to the NFL, regardless of what you think about their um, social justice initiatives. Mm-hmm. They they are at least getting the pandemic right, um, about as right as you can get it for such yeah. a money making um, business, right? So, um, I you know I'll I'll give them you know I can, it is hard for me to kind of you know I'm still on the social justice it kick with them. I do think mm-hmm. it's you know they still have a lot of problems that they definitely should should have fixed a long time ago yeah, I, I got a look i got a home girl that hasn't watched a second of nfl yeah. football since they blackball cap like yeah. i i appreciate that I'm, I'm not that strong though like i'm not yeah, that strong to not, not watch the nfl yeah it's one of those things where like i for me i just even if i was strong enough to just skip the nfl and not watch it i'm still around like thousands of people uh, literally thousands of people in my life who watch football, who talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing for me to escape. So I might not watch a full-on game. And a lot of times I never really did. I was never, especially with the NFL, um, I never, like, even with uh, Major League Baseball, I never really sit and watch mm-hmm. full-on games. Like, But when you, the quarter you know, gets, You know what yeah. will entice you to sit and watch full-on games chris there's two things that i'm involved in currently what? that will entice you to watch full nfl games even if you don't like either of the teams what's that number one is that fantasy football man oh yeah <laughs> fantasy, like n- never in my life have i cheered more for a slot receiver on the jacksonville jaguars than i did last year like i right. need i need 10 yards brother 10 yards so i can win so fantasy football can get you invested and gambling, like gambling, is, is yeah. legal now. And so, like, yeah. I, I got the Bet MGM app on my phone, and I'm throwing all sorts of parlays out, Chris. And it's like, I don't yeah. care about the Cleveland Browns, but I'm throwing some money down on the Browns. I don't give a damn. <laughs> like, I don't give a damn about the Buffalo Bills and they overhyped quarterback, yeah. but I'm throwing a little, little, little change on the Buffalo Bills because it's exciting, Chris. And right. we need excitement in in these times we're living in right now, my brother. Yeah, the only thing that matters is the, is the spread, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but you mentioned Chris. We're gonna pivot here because uh you know NFL season about to pop off, so I'm excited for it. We'll, we'll ha- definitely have more coverage in the week to come. But Chris, you mentioned like making money and, and buildings sold out, thousands of people in attendance, and we had an event like that over this past weekend. Yeah. In Chicago, really, Hoffman Estates, Illinois, we saw arguably, maybe, possibly, one of the best North American pro wrestling pay-per-views ever produced, Chris. I'm talking about AEW, All Out 2021. Show that is getting rave reviews, lots of great matches on there, particularly the Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. And then, not only did we see CM Punk's return, but we got a little Adam Cole, Bebe, and then we ended it off with that man, Daniel Bryan Danielson, coming back in the building with the trap remix yeah. of his theme song, the Chris. Trap mix. Yes. So, so deaf. It was yeah, that, the so, so deaf remix of the that song. Shit, that shit knocks, man. <laughs> I, 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 didn't, I didn't know how I was going to feel about the first time. I went back and listened to it on YouTube because they have the YouTube video of the mm. song up now. That shit knocks, man. Um, <laughs> and all he needs is somebody spitting over it. That shit mm. knocks. 
Maybe maybe one of the McLean dudes can yeah, get on yeah. the track. Um, <laughs> but Chris, I, like I gave my thoughts about All Out uh, a couple of days ago with Stephanie Chase, uh, one of the best in the game. Shout out to Miss Dynamite. Um, so so people know my thoughts, and I'll sprinkle in some more thoughts uh, here in a little bit. Uh, but I, I want to hear from you, Chris, because I know you're somebody who is pretty much written off the WWE, and, and you're all in, no pun intended, with AEW. So what were your thoughts on All Out? Was it uh, was it a show as good as everybody is saying it was, brother? Yeah, it was. Um, it's not – this isn't recency bias for me. I've, I've watched the show um, on the day of, and then I watched the replay to just make sure. And I've been watching clips from YouTube ever since about the show – um, when wrestling is good, um, I want to hear what everybody is saying about mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? I listen to all the review shows. I listen to Alvarez. I listen to um, SP3 on Wrestling Daily, um, the Wrestle Talk guys. Um, just listening to everybody just to get some input. Um, and that really, for me, that was the best wrestling show um, since. 2011, which was uh, the WWE's Money in the Bank that was in yeah. Chicago that year. That was a great show where it was like WWE booked a show for the fans. You know, you mm-hmm. had Daniel Bryan win the uh, title there, and then you had Punk win the, the other title, and just a bunch of good stuff on it. It wasn't any of this troll booking nonsense. Um, and then this year was the same thing. It was like, you know, Tony Khan has his fingers on the pulse of what people want and then he gave it to us like how how can you fucking argue against that you know yeah it's 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 like and and this is the kind of thing when you're not doing troll booking Mm -hmm. it makes the show much better it's like you don't need to tell the fans what you think is good for us. You need to deliver a good product and you got to let the fans dictate um, to a certain extent, some of the moves you make, you don't have to do everything that the fans say, but if the fans are saying, look, uh, you know, this is where we're at, you know what I'm saying? Then, then you, you got to meet them there. It's, it's a give and take. It like, like yeah. uh, you know, we're both Marvel fans. And you look at the yeah. Marvel movies. Like, Marvel obviously has a plan in place for their stories, yeah. but they also listen to feedback and they listen to what people respond to. And so, yeah. like, I think, like, you can have your stories, but you're in the business of making your audience happy because they'll pay more money when they're happy. And I think AEW has figured that out in a way that, like, Vince, Vince don't care, man. Vince got right. his paper. Vince doesn't yeah. have to sell one, like, the next two years of WWE live shows could go like nobody could buy a ticket to them things. And Vince would still be ahead because of all this TV money that he's got and this Saudi money that he's got. So Vince, Vince don't care about you. Look, Michael Jackson tried to tell you, all I really want to say is that Vince don't really care about us. Yeah. When he, danced, it, when he was dancing with all them little African people in, in Africa yeah. with the drums and <laughs> just, Michael stood out like a sore thumb, but it was okay because the beat slapped. Uh, but yeah. but I, I think that when you talk about what AEW is doing right, because they're not doing everything right, and we'll talk about some of the things that they can improve on later on, Chris, but I think what AEW is doing right, and I think you said it the other night on Twitter, is 
you tease something, you get people interested in something, you get people to anticipate something, and then you deliver that thing. Yes. And it's not rocket science. <laughs> no, it's not rocket science at all. It's like, okay, this is where we're going. This is the journey we're going to take you on. What we're interested in is how the journey leads to that. Because if, 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 if that pay-per-view would have ended with an Adam Cole heel turn, it would have still been a decent pay-per-view. Yeah. But it would have been it was something would have felt off for me. I would have been like, okay, I give this about a B plus. It was mm-hmm. good. That surprise was nice, but you know, why is Adam Cole a hill? <laughs> when you add Daniel Bryan <laughs> yeah. on top of that, after Adam Cole shows back up as a hill, Adam Cole, baby. And he shows up as a, a heel, and then Brian comes in as a face. That takes this show to it over the stratosphere, man. Mm-hmm. And it's not some troll nonsense, let's trick the fans, bullshit you got to do. It's, okay, we, <laughs> we, we bought Brian here, but this is the way we're bringing him here. Chris, you know, we, we all got family. And the thing with family is sometimes – like sometimes family is great, sometimes family is bad. Like sometimes family is about love, and sometimes family is about hate. And and to to illustrate that, I want to bring in a, a family member. His comment. Uh, first, we're gonna start off on the hateful tip, with the the, the, the biggest hater in the game for Chicago, brother Jermaine. Oh, okay. If Marvel listens to their fans, Brie Lawson would have been out on the streets. How how dare you, Jermaine? Okay, I'll, this is what I'll say to Jermaine. <laughs> Talk to Marvel, them. Marvel, because I'm I am a Marvel fan, but full disclosure, I like DC better. But Marvel does more to satisfy their fan base yeah. than DC does. It just is what it is. Uh, Marvel um, knows what their fans want, so. And they're um, organized. Like Warner Brothers yeah. is a mess right yeah. now from a corporate standpoint. Yeah, they're just now starting to kind of figure things out with um with Warner Brothers. But yeah, they're they're just definitely um they got problems, man. <laughs> it's just and that's the thing with uh with uh this AEW WWE thing is WWE they I'm I'm interested to see what kind of money they're gonna get. What, uh, yeah, I agree with that, Jermaine. Let's um, see that now. Now, Jermaine is making sense. AW was booking yeah. for thinking adults, like now, now you yeah. back, Jermaine. Like, no, okay, I, I, I'm gonna give you a little bit of kickback, though. Oh, get him, get him. I, I, I don't think, I don't, I think they're thinking for high school age, middle school age kids, too. <laughs> in AEW, at the end I, of the day, it's still wrestling, yeah. I think WWE. Is not even think. I think WWE underestimates what mm-hmm. what like middle school students want. Yes, yeah, I really yeah. do. I think that they don't even book for them. I think WWE's product is for fucking you know five six year olds, man. Yeah. Well, like, like, like to that to that point, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, speaking about my, uh, my my late homeboy, like me and him and his son, and uh, like a couple of his son's friends, we always used to go to. Uh, WWE when they would come to Norfolk yeah. or they come to Hampton, and you know we did that for about a good four or five years. Like so, yeah. they, you know they were about 
nine or ten when we started going. And right. then around that last year, he was just like, this isn't fun anymore. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, the, the shows are too long. Like, the, yeah. the stories are pretty stupid now. Like, and so this is a kid talking. Yes. So it, like, arguably their target audience is like, nah, man, this ain't for me. I went, I went to, um, I took my um, nephew uh, and uh, his aunts. Um, this was uh, in 2012, I believe it was, or 2011. Whenever The Rock came back and faced John Cena the first time, mm -hmm. that show was so long and boring that um, my, my, my nephew just kept talking about wanting to go home and wanting to go home. He had mm -hmm. no fun at that show. And when wrestling is good, That's so, not, so depressing. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And then it's just it, it wasn't a good show. It had good like, stuff. Little man talking like he took him to the doctor's office. Like I just want to go home. Yeah, he was like I just want to go home. It's like wow. you know, he was full off of the chicken. He wanted no. He didn't want no more chicken to eat. No more dessert. He was tired and restless and wanted to go home. And when I was a kid going to you know places with my uncles and stuff watching wrestling mm. i never felt like that right right and that was like it, the coolest thing in the world yeah and and now i think now what's going on is wwe has just kind of completely gone off the off the rails and they just care more about these corporate interests and it's mm. like i said it's going to be very interesting to see how um those tv deals are going to shape up for them mm -hmm. with with some legitimate competition going up against them. Cause I don't think they're going to be getting offered uh, the money that they're getting offered. Now I think they'll no. be getting offered some money, but I think, you know, I, I think don't even like once the Fox deal comes up, I don't even know if that's a, that's a deal that Fox wants to re up on. Yeah. Cause the, the thing about the Fox deal too, is they canceled um, a good show to put SmackDown on the air, they they had um, the back the 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 cool kids with uh, David Allen Greer and Vicky oh, Lawrence, yeah. and that Vicky show, yeah, that. and that show actually did solid on the ratings. It did three million viewers every Friday night because they had an older crazy. demographic. And then Last Man Standing with Tim Allen, those back to back shows did really good for Fox. Fox canceled those shows for a show that does. Sometimes does good ratings, but for the most part does mediocre ratings. And I, I mm. promise you that the only, last, the only advantage for yeah. the SmackDown contract, in my opinion, just looking at it from a broadcasting standpoint, is it's easier to sell ads. Easier for to SmackDown than it is for you know Last Man Standing or something like that. Yeah, I, I yeah, probably I could see that because it's live. It's live, and and I think it's, like that's. That's yeah, they don't have to go. Off. They don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to worry about SmackDown going into reruns. Yeah. Um, so but real yeah, quick, Chris, real quick, I want to highlight some. We got some good comments in the chat, and I want to get your reaction uh, to these comments, brother. So first off, Ronnie Richards, the Enforce out here, said, "There's a re continuing the, the the Captain Marvel slander. There's a reason the sequel is called." The Marvels are not Captain Marvel 2. And what I'll say to that, Chris, just say this. <laughs> like, let, let us not slander Brie Larson. Yeah. Let us, let us appreciate Brie Larson because, like, if she was one of these other white ladies yeah. in Hollywood, 
it would be Captain Marvel too. Brie Larson said, I'm going to share my stage with a little Middle yeah. Eastern girl and a black lady, and we're going to be marvelous together. So, yeah, I, I like thank it. you, Brie Larson. Captain Marvel, uh, two <laughs> Captain Marvel, the first one is on my one of my on my favorite end of the spectrum of uh Marvel movies. Uh, I didn't like everything they did with um with uh Sam Jackson in that movie, but you know, I thought it was fine, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we got another great comment here from uh brother Jamie. And Brother Jamie says, I just went out to Las Vegas to see SummerSlam just because it was SummerSlam. I am so far removed from the WWE right now. Right, yeah. And that's the thing, too. They can get, they can get by off of name recognition, but how long is that going to last? You know what I'm saying? We're going to be, um, <laughs> you know, pretty soon that name value is going to go away if you're not producing good shit, man. Yeah. It's really simple. All they got to do is produce a good show. Um, it doesn't like, even here's have- the thing, Chris. Like yeah. as much as we like AEW, we're rational adults, man. Like yeah. we can look. Like even now, WWE still has the most talented roster in the world. Right. Like if they would use them properly, there's no competition. But they don't, and they haven't for a long time. Right. Yeah. They kind of created. Um, their own competition. And I used to say for years, I was like, um, one day a billionaire is going to, you know, watch what WWE does and say, hey, I can do this better. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's the difference between Tony, Tony Khan and other people who um, have started um, wrestling companies mm-hmm. um, in the past. Is he's serious about it. He's putting his money where his mouth is. Um and he's investing the way he's supposed to be investing. And he, he's a like unlike some of these other people who were in other businesses and then came to wrestling. Tony came up watching wrestling, right? Yeah. Like, so he he has that mindset of not only being a boss, but I'm somebody that knows what the audience is probably gonna like. Yeah, yeah. And he's def and he's definitely um, taking risk. He's friendly with the wrestling media. Um, he you know he takes questions from people. Um, he's you know, a fan and um, he's not going to let a bullshit show get on his airwaves. <laughs> and if he, then if he does a bad episode of, come, come uh, on, buddy. Yeah. Come on, come on, Jamie. It's too early to be drinking Hennessy, brother. I bring you, back Vince Russo. <laughs> shit, you might, you might get your wish, man. I can, I can, totally see them doing that man. at this point like yeah. what do you have to lose man yeah it's like they're 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 back they they want to keep going back to things that used to work there was a time when wcw was destroying vince mcmahon for um uh, what's what is jermon say shout out to jermon says wednesdays he's genuinely excited because of AEW now, so yeah, yeah, shout out to yeah, shout out to him, and we got to get you on the sh- on the show sometime soon too, Jamon. Um, yeah, um, yeah, they, they they like there was a time for eighty three weeks when WCW was just obliterating Raw in the ratings, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because WC- WWF's show was a bad show; it was still a good, decent show. It had some corniness on it, but the WCW show, from a production standpoint, looked a little better. 
it was a, the storytelling was a little bit more crisp and a believable. The NWO stuff was awesome. The WWF, cool yeah, and the WWF stuff, they were doing some very good stuff in that 96, 97 period. Um, it just took a little while to catch on. So the, the thought that Vince had back then was we're better than this than WCW, um, but we're still losing in the ratings. If he thinks that they're that he's better than AEW in 2021, that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Because what's gonna happen is AEW is gonna get better. They're they're gonna at least beat Raw in the ratings soon. Um wouldn't be surprised if it was this week. Yeah. But soon it's gonna happen. And it's gonna happen because WWE isn't doing good shows. They're just not. Um they're the, the Bobby Lashley. And Roman Reigns are the exact same kind of world champion. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the PWI 500 when um, we got the list and saw it. Yeah, yeah. And I shout shout out the shout out to the brother Righteous Reg and everybody that worked on the PWI 500. Yeah, shout out to Reg. And I was originally like, you know what? I would have put Lashley or Reigns at number one or two. I think. Could have been mm-hmm. Reigns at number one, Lashley two, Lashley at number one, Reigns at two. I thought either one of those could have worked, and, and I would have Kenny put at three. Yeah, and I would have put Kenny at three. But the more I thought about it, the more I started thinking. You know what? Lashley and Reigns are the exact same motherfucker. They just <laughs> they are. You know what I'm saying? It's like there, there's nothing like they both. No. Talk they about both, it, Chris. Talk yeah, about they, it. Yeah, they both are. They both say, I'm going to kick your ass, and they kick your ass. They both, you know, abuse the minions in their respective fas- factions. Poor Lashley kicked out the two mm-hmm. brothers that was in his faction. You know what I'm yep. saying? And um, they both have advocates that can talk for them. Yeah, they both have the advocates that could talk for them. They both. They, they, they do the exact same thing. They serve the exact same purpose. So when I thought about it that way, I was like, you know what? Omega does belong at number one. I put Omega at number one, Reigns two, Lashley three. I'm completely fine with that now. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, uh, getting one last thing on All Out before we move to the next topic, Chris, because I agree. Like, I think it was one of the best shows of the last decade. I'm not going to go as far as to be a prisoner of the moment and be like, oh, this was the best show ever. Like, come on, come on, baby. Like, you're right. just forgetting all them great NWA shows from the late 80s. Are you you just forgetting, like, WWE when it was at its hottest. You know, you're forgetting some of those great WCW shows. Like, it's up there. Like, I think this is one of, easily one of the best shows of the last decade. When it's all said and done, like, when somebody can properly put it in perspective 10 years from now, like, it'll probably end up being, like, a top 50 all-time show something in that range, but just looking at it for what it was, I had a good time with the show, man. Like, there's one thing, or actually two things we'll talk about here in a second that I had an issue with, but for the most part, man, like, there's been a lot of AEW shows, and I told this to Stephanie when I was on with her the other day. There's been a lot of AEW shows, man, where I had to give them that $50. I was just kind of like, hmm. I'm just sitting there looking at my card, looking at the TV, looking at my card, I guess, I guess I have to do it. Whereas yeah. the other night, man, I was like, yo, go ahead and take that money because it was that good of a show. Like, it was worth everything I paid for it, man. 
Right. Yeah. I didn't feel ripped off at all. I thought that show was, um, again, the best wrestling show I've seen since Money in the Bank 2011. Um, I, you know, I mean, you know how recency bias is. Ronnie Rich is coming in strong. I had one issue with the show, QT Marshall. Yeah, that 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 wasn't an issue for me because of where it was placed. I needed to go to the bathroom, um, and that match was put in a good spot for that. So, I QT Marshall kind of rescued me, let me come up for oxygen at that moment. But uh, yeah, man, that show was just um, like I haven't seen a wrestling show hit on all cylinders like that because in wwe i'm just so used to troll booking man you know what i'm saying i'm just so used to um you know guys losing in their hometown and just all kinds of nonsense brother jermaine showing support for miro like aw's finally letting miro be a beast i, I agree right yeah and yeah and, and even if uh miro comes back and loses to eddie kingston in new york which he probably um, should yeah, and it, it'll be earned, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, the, um, AEW is very good at earning moments from the fans, and this is not this is something that WWE is not good at. They don't let us earn moments, right? Um, and they don't allow themselves to be in a position where we want to even earn moments. What is Jermaine? QT probably has some dirt on Tony Khan. That's how you get in these spots. He probably does. Look, and, look, and, I, and I've said this. I love QT Marshall. I think he's a good person. But I think... He's a good trainer, you know? Yeah, but every company needs a Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker or a Brooklyn Brawler to <laughs> test the young guys that are coming up. And that's what QT needs to be. Yeah. He doesn't need to be up there, um, you know, on paper, taking pay-per-view spots and all this other stuff, leading factions and all that. He's not a compelling character. And this is not a knock on QT, the person. This is just his placement in the program. And I think the the Brooklyn Brawler spot, the Buddy Lee um, Parker spot, I think that's a very valuable spot in wrestling, man. Yeah, um, it's, it's necessary. Yeah, you know, I just, you know, this 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 headed up factions and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that that ain't the business, yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, that, that that's our thoughts on uh, all out, man. A good show. Top but what, did you, what did you say your two issues were? Though we, that's what we about to get to, Chris. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, like like. But I'm just saying, if anybody missed the show, like, and you've just seen all the buzz about it, and you're wondering, is it worth fifty dollars to to check this out? Yes, like it, it's definitely worth it, man. Right. Like you're not gonna feel ripped off. It was a great show. Uh, and it was a, it was a fun night, to, you know, to be online and just kind of experiencing yeah. this in real time with people. Right. Um, yeah. The tweeting was was fire yeah. that night. Right? It was cool. So, but but my two problems with AEW, Chris, and I'm going to take it and let's see if I can take it to the full screen on this one. I'm my own producer, my own yeah. camera crew. Bam. OK, so my problems with this show twofold. Number one, AEW still has an issue when it comes to the presentation of their women. Right. Right. Like Britt Baker is is over like Rover. Like Britt Baker is hot right now. And that's a success that they've had. Because when she first mm -hmm. was in the company, she was just kind of bland. She was kind of milk toast. But she's she's really earned that spot. But they they still struggle with telling more than one women's story per dynamite or right. per rampage. 
And that's got to change, man. In 2021, y'all got to do a better job by these women. Like, you look at that women's battle royal, and you can't make the argument that they, they don't have the talent anymore. Like, they've got talent. Plus, you just added Ruby Soho, who I think is going to be a big deal for this company. So the women, like, y'all got to tighten that up. The other thing, Chris, my second issue with the company is, right right, right quick, uh, again, like, I'm my own producer, so everybody watching, bear with me. I'm going to pull up a screenshot of the current AEW main event screen. So hold on one second. AEW main event screen. Okay, so here's AEW's main event talent currently. (laughs) Do I I need to show you again? Here's all of the AEW main event stars right now. Oh, my God. AEW main event scene, to, to quote Major Payne, Chris, is like white on rice, on a paper plate in the middle of a snowstorm with a glass of milk right. on the side. like, And it's no disrespect to Kenny. There's no disrespect to the Bucks. There's no disrespect to Hangman. Like, I'm a big fan of Hangman Page. No disrespect yeah. to that man. No disrespect to Moxley. No disrespect to Christian. No disrespect to Cole or to Daniel Bryan Danielson, who just showed up. No disrespect to CM Punk, Darby, and none of them boys. But you can't tell me, Chris, in 2021, again, that you don't have – black folks or brown folks that you could put in that spot, man. You, you can't tell right. me that, Chris. Not not when Reg just released the BWI 500 a couple weeks ago, spotlighting the, the, the best black talent uh, that's going on right now, both in, in signed promotions and on the independent scene. So it's like, you can't tell me, Tony Khan, with all your money. You got money to buy up everybody's song to play when they come out to the ring, but you, you don't have the money to find this black talent and cultivate them. Like, I, I can't buy that, man. Uh, Chris, okay. we talk about this on the NWA podcast a lot, man. Yeah. What, what, so, do you think of, what do you think about uh, kind of the lack of diversity in AEW's main event scene? And also, like we've seen this week, it's starting to become a talking point again. So, so what do you make of this, man? All right, so we do need to, to, to go in the, the synchronous order that you set forth. We t- talk about the women's battle royal first, and then we'll talk about the the other racial inequities in that place we got to talk about the women's battle royal uh that you you are right there were there were a couple women in that battle royal that i'm watching it and being like you know this person really should be in their own program that's not a battle royal and so should that person and that person it was so awesome just looking at the face of elation on uh ruby soho that should almost brought a tear to my eye more than cm punk's debut you know what i'm mm. saying because she just looks so happy so like, free, she, like yeah she unchained she, yeah she looked at me the first time i got out of jail after being arrested man she was like <laughs> she looked like the just just Ear to ear grid. I love seeing yeah. it. She she is such a beautiful woman, uh, inside and out, um, and she deserves her accolades. I yeah. think now that you have a person like her there, and you got your Jades, you got your uh, Kira Hogan, yep. you got Thunder your Rosa. Thunder Rosa, you got all of these just beautifully amazing women, talented women. Um, shout out to Nyla Rose. Shout yep. out to um, all of them, man. They're all great uh um the um legit Layla Hirsch yeah all those women all of them they Leo. all deserve, deserve more than they get they're getting Abaddon like yo Abaddon is a star waiting to happen man 
Right. Well, hello, yes. praise yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're we're wait we're waiting. Um, and th- and that's an issue. That's kind of like um, that was an issue that I had. Um, but C and J Cargill get that moment um, was was just just not Jay Cargill. Um, Ruby, Soho. Ruby Soho. Seeing Ruby Soho get that moment was just so so great. But we do need to get more moments like that. So yeah. um, I don't know if the secondary woman's title is the answer. They definitely no, need. I, I would. I would. I wouldn't say champions. that. I just think. You just need you don't need a secondary title, Chris. Sorry for interrupting, but like mm-hmm. I don't think you need a secondary title. You need secondary stories, though. Yeah, you do. Like you every definitely. every story with the women shouldn't have to revolve around Brit. Right there, there needs to be compelling storytelling, yeah. and this is where someone like a Brandy or whoever um, women they have backstage, this is where they come into play. Um, I know Brandy um, is is doing um, her thing as a mom right now. Uh, but if she can't do it, then someone else needs to be able to like. And there's women it. out there, yo. I know, like yeah. somebody that I know you 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 are familiar with, Chris, and you got a lot of love and respect for. Like they yeah. could bring in Kia Stevens, yeah, yeah, as an yeah. agent for that division, and she would be amazing. No pun intended. She would be awesome, pun intended, uh, for that spot, man. Yeah, you could bring in Kia. Um, you know, ask Jazz. Jazz. Ask Jazz what, what's going on. What she would do. What What about Jacqueline Moore? Jacqueline. Um, yep. Like yeah, Victoria. You know. Like this. I think there's like a whole kind of generation of yeah. like women that you know might not be still active competitors, but like they still got a lot of gas left in the tank in yeah. terms of giving to the business. And the, and the thing about a lot of these women too, a lot of them were disrespected mm. in their heyday. And they know what it's like to be a woman in the wrestling business and not get the respect due to them. Um, so they should be able to um, come in and kind of tighten up those loose ends. Okay. Man, we we got to address this. Brother Jermaine said, let's be fair. AW only has three hours on TV a week versus five for WWE. That is fair, Jermaine. I will give you that point. But what I will counteract that with, wait for it, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we you only have three hours. So do you have to devote at least 15 minutes out of that three hours to QT Marshall? Give that to the ladies, man. Don't give it to QT. Give it to yeah. the ladies. Yeah, yeah. Between QT Marshall and the Hardy family office, that's at least 45 minutes of TV time every week that could be given to the women. I'm just right. saying. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get easily. And those are the, th- those are the two things I would have named to QT Marshall and um, – in the Hardy family office, they they don't deserve that TV time. Well, I don't want to use the word deserve because no, the, no. the word I would deserve. Say the, I would say that TV time that is spent on on those factions could be better used elsewhere. That's how right. I yeah, the word deserve doesn't belong in wrestling yeah. historically <laughs> speaking. Uh, but uh, yeah, that I mean, uh, yeah, but you you can do something better with these women than what you have been given them. It's not about like what I people people fail to understand. It's not about being happy with scraps. It's about are you doing the best you can to service these women? Mm-hmm. And if you're and if AEW, if Tony Khan were to look me in the eye today and say we are doing the best we can to service these women, I would say that AEW's got problems if they think they're doing the best they can with what they're presenting. Because it's not the best they can. Right. It just ain't. You know, they could be doing better. And, yeah. and the same goes for 
the minority let's, talent. Let's talk, guys. Chris. Let's talk about it. I don't know if the listeners or the viewers can hear, but I have a fan on right now in, the, in my room in the background, and and yes, it's hot in Virginia, but it's even hotter today, Chris, because we're in the midst of Tony Khan's White Boy Summer. Yeah. All your favorite white boys is back in AEW, Chris. Talk about this diversity issue that's going on right now in the land of AEW. Okay. So um, before we dig in on um, the uh, lack of minority talent in the main event scene, I'm going to shout them out for the Lucha Brothers winning them tag titles. That was one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in wrestling probably ever um that win was awesome the match was awesome the taking the uh the 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 jays the moment where yeah. uh, uh penta went out after the match and hugged his daughter man i had look i was sitting there with a tear in my eye chris Ely. yeah like, I, I i got emotional and like that's what good storytelling can do right yeah it was it was awesome 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 um I appreciated them having Lee Johnson on Rampage, and I also appreciated him doing the run in a week or so ago. Um, Dante, uh, what's Dante's Dante last Martin. name? Dante Martin. He's doing a good job. Um, he's some kind of uh, mixed brother. Um, <laughs> you know, they, that should be yeah. his gimmick, Dante yeah. Martin. He's some kind of mixed brother. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> shout out to him. Um, but you got powerhouse yeah, the, Hobbs in the building, powerhouse Hobbs, Scorpio Sky, who should be a main eventer already. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those things where this is the tiresome part of wrestling for me. It's like guys, for us, it always seems like we gotta wait our turn longer. Mm. You know, um, like. They started something really, really great with Scorpio Sky when he was in SCU. He was becoming the breakout guy in that group. And then all of a sudden, it just seemed like it fell off the rails. Um, Scorpio Sky is a brother that I would really, really like to talk to because I thought out of every black person in AEW, I thought his trajectory had the um, the greatest um, – hope you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying not saying everyone else was hopeless i just thought he was going to be i thought by now he'd be main event and especially yeah. after that awesome tv match he had with jericho i thought he'd be a main eventer at this point and he did recently sign an extension on his deal so hopefully yeah. now that he's he's locked in long term they'll do something with him but you're you're right chris they really did kind of drop the ball with scorpio like i liked the, the, the little bit they had with him and uh, Ethan Page versus Sting and Darby, I thought that was kind of cool for what it was. But for the most part, they've done nothing with this dude that yeah. could be so useful right now uh, on your TV. Right, yeah, yeah. He's definitely, um, you know, every year he's my favorite um, black wrestler, which by – Elimination just makes him my favorite wrestler, <laughs> period. <laughs> because uh, he's because you know I just I gotta go for the black dudes. Uh, but uh, yeah, yes. Uh, Scorpio interrupts Brian's speech tonight. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm hoping for something, man. 
um, because um, they they haven't done right by us. Um, they um, Andrade El Idolo, they're still you you know they want to do something with them, but they just haven't um, thought of something. Let me. <laughs> yeah, Momo from DC, the, the black talent AW. <laughs> Or a side piece or a jobber. I'm not ready to call them that quite yet. There are a lot of side pieces, though. Yeah, they are. They, they're, there's a lot of, like, so AEW, the black talent there. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You might have to go there with that. <laughs> because, because seriously, like, Powerhouse Hobbs, he did beat Cage on TV the other yeah. day. And and but, let's let like let's uh be fair, like uh because I don't know if anybody, uh, if everybody caught this, but it was announced earlier today that the opening match tonight on Dynamite, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, the opening match tonight is gonna be Powerhouse versus Dante Martin. So I think like call me cynical, Chris, but I think Tony Khan or one of Tony Khan's people maybe heard the chatter this right. uh, that's been going on coming out of that pay-per-view which was like an amazing pay-per-view but it was also amazingly white i think tony khan or somebody close to tony might have heard the chatter and this this could be hopefully a first step to fixing this issue yeah and and the thing is is we want to be fair to aew as well Mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna accuse if if you're accusing them of like overt racism that that's we we've dealt with wwe for (laughs) 50 years man We've seen overt racism. <laughs> AEW's race racism is a little. And I'm not even saying this is a I good. Say, I wouldn't even racism. really call it racism. I'd call it yeah. a lack of awareness. Well, the, a lack of a, awareness is kind of racism too, though. Okay, you know what I'm okay. saying? It's because you because See, it's that's un- that's why you the professor, brother. Yeah. Well, it's because you're it's because you're you're coming from a place of. Oh, we don't see race in AEW when yeah. you probably should be. Yeah, I, I guess that's what I meant. Like, I don't feel yeah. like AEW is actively like, oh, we don't like black people. They're more yeah. like, hey, bro, I don't see color. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing, and that's and 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 if you surface level, that doesn't seem like it's that bad of a thing. Mm-hmm. But what happens is it it comes off as you just don't care enough about the black talent to put them in something meaningful. Um, like maybe you don't, maybe you think your black talent isn't ready and you might even have an argument that, um, a lot of them aren't ready, but, but, but you, Chris, you get, how do, how do we get them ready? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You should, you put them on TV, you showcase them like you're doing with jungle boy. Scorpio sky is ready. Um, he should be in that main event scene. You know what I'm saying? He should have already been TNT champion by now. Um, you you do you do need to you do need to showcase these black talents. You know what I'm saying? Oh, look at that comment, Chris. At least yeah. they ain't treating them like Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing, though, man. Like, yeah. and and I'm like I'm not one, Chris, to be like jealous of somebody else, man. Like, what what's meant for somebody else is meant for them. What's meant for me is meant for me. That's just kind of right. the way I live my life, Chris. Yeah. But, but I was jealous of that brother Reggie for one time, man, when when he was doing all them segments with Nia Jax. I was like, you know what, man? That, 
Brother Reggie out here living his best life, man. <laughs> Beautiful and talented Miss Nia Jax. Lord have mercy. But that's neither here nor there, Chris. Uh, back to your point, my brother. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's, uh, so they, so they, they, who is, like, if, if they don't like, the if the guys that they currently have aren't ready, who out there in the free agent scene is ready that you can put in one of those prominent spots, you know what I'm saying? You need to, they need to be doing this. This is the kind of shit they need to be searching for, man. Um, we know the new day is locked up for, yeah. you know, seven years or so. Um, we know, um, but you know, who else is out there? We've got, yeah, I think Gret Gresham's locked up for a little bit. Yeah. Shane but, Taylor. Yeah. Know. But here, here's the, here's the thing. Like, and we've talked about this brother on the Nubian wrestling advocates. And I think, I don't know, Chris, but I think, had he not got hurt, he, he might be in the conversation, possibly. And that's Leo Rush. Because I think yeah. that brother has everything you could want to be in your main event mix. Like, he can talk. He can wrestle. Particularly with the guys that they have in AEW. Right. And he's young, man. Like, the brother is super young, which is a benefit to an AEW scene. And that's yeah. no, no offense, because both of you and me, we over 35, Chris. But there's a lot of dudes in that main event scene that's pushing 35, 40, 45, 50. Right. And it's like, Leo would be a great injection of youth into that mix. Right. Yeah. And the thing, and the thing is, is that I will, the, the only thing I'll say about AEW is that they do have a lot of uh, black talent there that are probably greener than you would. You don't, you don't want to give them more overwhelm these guys with more than they can take either. Right. Mm -hmm. well, you wanna, well, here's the thing though, Chris, and I, I'll, I'll push back on that a little bit. To you to use a professor turner phrase I, i'll push back yeah. a little bit brother because i do think yes like when you look at uh, guys like private party or uh, somebody like lee johnson like they they are still even powerhouse and I, I love powerhouse hobbs right but even powerhouse is still a little bit green i think like there's a dude that's been on dark the last few weeks oh, that's been ready in terms of like lee moriarty man like Lee yeah. Moriarty been ready in my opinion, and he's somebody right. that you could bring in, and and you know I don't know where you put him in in terms of like storylines or stables or whatever, but I think Lee Moriarty's somebody that that could work, uh, you know somebody that they had on the roster, either last year or the year might have been last year, uh, but who's a little bit older, uh, Sugar D. Like Sugar D is somebody yeah, you could have yeah. told some good stories with. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah that's yeah I agree with that um, wholeheartedly, and I think that like. Um, you, I don't feel as though I've seen a lot of grooming from these guys. I do watch AEW Dark, um, both of yo, the yo, 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 real quick, Chris. Shout out to uh, Big Swollen Diamante. Like, that did, did you get a chance to check out the match yet? Oh, yeah, I checked that out. Uh, the three strikes the, match, yeah, yeah like, strikes. Yeah, that that, like awesome. that's that's the bridge of both of these topics we're talking about, both inclusion and also doing better yeah. by your women. like. Big Swole and Diamante, man, like they, they did the damn thing. So, so salute to those sisters for that, man. Right, yeah, because because like they do have an overstacked roster there. But yeah, they do. And I and think they only have like technically they only have three hours of TV, even though they do have uh, dark and elevation on YouTube. Right, yeah. So you got the, these guys got to be groomed. These women, these men, um, and yeah, and that's another thing too with Swole. Why why is Swole still lollygagging around dark? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what, 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 what's up with that? You know what I'm saying? Why is she not in the in the women's title scene? 
Yeah. Like, especially when you consider who's in the title scene in, in AEW, that's a woman. Swallow's been there from the beginning, man. Yeah. She's the, and she's, she's beaten Brit before. Yeah, she's beaten Brit before. She's done nothing but quality stuff for you guys. What's going on? So make make so AEW's job is to make this make sense to me. I think you get this. This is a good comment. This is a good comment here. I think Jade will be the first Black World Champion. You can see they invest a lot in her, and that's uh, from Brother Jermaine. Like I, I do think they see a lot in jade but going back to what you're saying about people being groomed chris like jade's still pretty green like she's a star she's got right. star written all over she's got money written all over but she is a little green right now right i think with jade is she's she's one of those people that you could put her in a sink or swim scenario mm -hmm. and she's gonna swim i don't think she's been allowed to swim i think she's mm -hmm. just been kind of I think there is a such thing as over. So you're you're saying that they're saying that black people can't swim. Is that what you're saying, Christopher? Yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna put anything <laughs> on TK, but I'm just saying that they gotta kind of they have to look at this and and understand that if I'm a dude that doesn't do what we do for a living, mm -hmm. which is follow wrestling. Um, and every once in a while, I'll get a check for it. Um, <laughs> why? What are, wh what are you doing is what an a outsider looking in is saying. Mm -hmm. That doesn't know the intricacies of the wrestling business. Mm -hmm. That see this woman, that see her look dominant, see how beautiful she is, see how tall she is, see how muscular she is. Personality, the mic skills. Yeah, what? What the? Why is she lollygagging? If at the very least, at the very least, she needs to be on TV and just destroying jobber women every week. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And she, and she needs to be featured prominently. If if this is because you because you can say, oh, we're grooming her, but you know, to be fair, you know, this is the kind of shit that you know, WWE says, you know what I'm saying? And then you, you wait around and these guys and grooming them is giving them a mommy, a mammy, you know, <laughs> that, that's what grooming them is to them. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, they, they do got to put the pedal to the metal with some of these uh, black yeah. talent. Uh, well, Chris, before we continue on this conversation, you, you mentioned sometimes we get a check for this and this ain't no advertisement, ladies and gentlemen, but Chris, can, can you let the people know what 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 type of uh, headphone equipment you are you are rocking this week on the program, my brother? Oh yeah, I'm using my um, Seek headphones, uh, black owned, black operated. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And when, when they got a website, Chris? Uh, yes, they do. I have to look for it. So. <laughs> Damn, we should have been more prepared for this. But yeah, Chris out here rocking them Seek headphones. You can see they they versatile. They 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 work well on the, yeah, on the screen. Seek.com. Seek and that's seek. with a C. Yes, yeah, C E E K dot com. Yeah, so shout out to Seek.com on these headphones. We ain't sponsored by them. Dot 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 yet. <laughs> putting that out there in the atmosphere chris like you know like like we got to be hopeful man like we're hopeful that aw will will do right by this talent you know we got to be hopeful that one day we can make some some money out here on these microphones but i think what is interesting to me chris is 
people don't want to have a real conversation about this stuff. Not in the way that you and I do it. Not in the way that, you know, like I've had this conversation with John and Way and and other people, Rich Fan, like uh, SP3, Righteous Reg, uh, you know, Marcus Vandenberg. Like we've had conversations that are are honest and, and, uh, and, you know, everybody's coming to the same, uh, coming to the table with the spirit of we coming in good faith. Mm -hmm. And I think when you talk about representation in wrestling, when you talk about diversity in wrestling, a lot of times people will get their backs up. And, like, I already saw today, man, because, you know, Sugar D started the hashtag. Uh, I think it was Sugar D. It might have been somebody else, but uh, he was the first person I saw. The hashtag Black Wrestlers Draw because they right. did. Yeah. And somebody, obviously, like like Clockwork, somebody popped up, what about White Wrestlers Draw? And it's like, come on, come on, man. If that's yeah. what you're getting out of this discussion, if you just want to fight, like, you're not seeing what we're talking about. Like, And I saw somebody else tweet this morning, and it was a white brother. And I really appreciated this. He was like, hey, fellow white wrestling fans, when black fans are saying there's something that we need to talk about, instead of talking over them, why don't we shut the hell up and listen? And that's that's all we ask you, Chris. Like, I'm not saying I'm 100 percent right or you 100 percent right. I'm just saying, listen, man, because we might have a different perspective than a perspective you coming to the table with. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's good. And I think, you know, like CM Punk, who constantly mentions Will Hobbs in interviews, mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan, who worked with Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. Um, I think, you know, having these different guys in in, in the company is going to help out, man. And just, you know, again, I'm not a fan of diversity for just saying, for diversity's sake and just saying, oh, we're diverse. I'm a right. fan of um, diversity because you see the value in this person and that's why you want to push them. You know? We got a comment here from Brother Jermaine. I give WWE props. We all know almost will be the champion, although his size outweighs his blackness. There's a joke there that I could go with, Chris, but I'm not going to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that was um, a cool little uh, scene with um, him and Lashley um, mm-hmm. going back and forth with each other. Lashley gave him a lot um, as far as letting him get that offense on him and stuff like that. Um, but even something like that is kind of um, a little scary for me because I could see the um, novelty wearing off with almost. Um, Jamon coming through. White wrestlers don't have to fight for inclusion in most companies no that's that's the thing what see when you're a white wrestler and i'm glad you brought this up Jama. um but that's my north carolina homeboy i, I gotta meet up with you when i get <laughs> back to uh uh nc but um yeah um the, the problem is black people we always have to think about being black that is that's what comes with the territory. We can't walk into situations mm-hmm. and not think about being black. You could be the blackest Republican on the fucking planet. You're still thinking Larry about Elder. being black. You could be Larry Elder. You could be Candace Owens. You're still thinking about being black. If you're if you're one of the, if you're those two, you're thinking about being black from the from the vantage point of showing white people, oh, you're not like these black people. Mm-hmm. But you're still thinking about it. Yeah. If you're myself, you're thinking about being black from the vantage point of, man, I don't want to say something that's going to ruin it for the next black person. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have the luxury of not thinking about being black. Yeah. 
and that's, that's what privilege is. Like again, like yeah. I, we, I think we we talk about this at least once a year, Chris, because yeah. it always eventually comes up. But privilege, privilege doesn't mean that you don't have it hard. Privilege doesn't right. mean that you don't have obstacles that you got to overcome or struggles that you have to face. Privilege means I don't have to deal with something that somebody else specifically has to deal with. For instance, like when when we work, Chris, and we go out to our cars at, at the end of the day. Chances are, unless we live in a bad neighborhood, we're not looking over our shoulders like that. But if you're a woman, you probably are because something bad could happen to you when you right. go into your car at night. Like that's a privilege that I have is that we don't have to look over our shoulders like that. And so when it comes to this, it's like we're not saying that white wrestlers don't have to work hard or they, or they haven't had it you know, rough in the business because the business is hard on everybody. But what we're saying is they aren't being presented with those obstacles because they're white, right? That's a difference, Chris. Like, they face obstacles, but it's not because of the color of their skin. Whereas if you're black or brown, like, that's a huge component of some of the struggles you might have to face. Yeah, and then you're worried about, um, you know, you, you're worried about making a good impression on your employer because you want the person underneath you to come up, man. That's why when we... um. We, like a couple years ago when we got into, or maybe it was even just last year when we got into that whole thing with uh, Leo Rush and Mark Henry, and they were beefing over carrying the bags. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Certified hustler with the shout out. Yes, this this has turned into an edition of the NWA podcast. <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck are we doing, man? But, but yeah, but like when uh, you had, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Cross. No, not carrying cross. I was talking about with um, powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. No, not powerhouse Hobbs either. Oh yeah, with a uh, with um, Leo Rush and carrying right. the bags, the whole and thing the water and all Mark that, Henry, all that stuff. And Mark Henry was like, "Yo, I had to do this when I came up." And Leo Rush was like, "Fuck that! I'm not carrying the 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 bags and shit like that." Those perspectives. It's not even like one of them is more wrong than the other um we've gone gone over this i'm not carrying a motherfucker's bags um (laughs) unless unless you could just unless you just don't know how to carry them for yourself um because i sometimes have those issues with with balance and shit people help me out i appreciate it but um at the same time you know there is this perspective of We'll maybe just do this for long enough to see, and maybe some, you know, you'll get helped out and move to the next level, whatever. Mm. I don't know. But then if you look at Mark Henry's journey, it took him a while to get to the promised land. Yeah. And then once he left the promised land, he was right back into the old place that he was at before. So, What's the you know? It's also, like a, a generational thing too. Yeah, yeah, with, exactly. With Mark and Leo. Yeah, and it's like I don't really know what to tell um, an upcoming wrestler. The thing to do is my whole thing is just make sure that you're just honest and direct with people. If you don't yeah. feel like I think, carrying, uh, when speaking yeah. of the NWA podcast, when we had Prince Nana on, we talked about this. And yeah, Nana was basically like, if that's in you, right? Like, if you're like, hey. Like, OG, I respect you. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me get that bag for you, dog. Let me get that water for you. Right. But it's not like 
hey boy go get my bag like that's a difference in that yeah there is a difference yeah and that's and that's kind of like um what i'm getting at too there's there's a difference between okay um looking at a motherfucker and you you're like you being in a room and your bag is next to you and then my black ass coming to the room and you're looking at my ass like hey why why is my bag why is your bag why is my bag not in your hand why aren't right. you pushing this shit you know yeah shout out to jamone like yeah. i respected leo rush when he explained where he was coming from about not carrying bags the optics look bad for a from a black man yeah that's 100 percent true man it's like i look man i gotta you know i gotta carry this blackness all goddamn day all goddamn <laughs> all, all goddamn year the last thing i need to be carried is your goddamn bags man i don't have enough hands for all that yeah for real man so it, it, it's definitely this is a debate that can just go on forever mm -hmm. and that's kind of why i want to like you know get in touch I'm, I'm rocking chris bay's shirt right now um, Shout out to Chris Bay in the bill. You know, I want to talk. If you guys, um, we went to, there was this discussion, this black panel at StarCast a couple mm -hmm. years ago where um, Chris Bay. And, was it uh, wrestling with stereotypes? Yeah, yeah. Chris. It was Chris Bay. It was um, Kenny Willie King, Mack. Willie Mack, all those brothers. And they were just talking about how Marty it is. Bell. Yeah, how it is to be black in wrestling, mm -hmm. um, a minority in wrestling. And they were saying stuff that we always kind of knew in the back of our head. Right. But um, that do you, I don't know how comfortable um, it is to tell this kind of shit to promoters, you know, um, because it, it, there, you should be able to, to state these grievances without feeling um, weird and awkward about it, you know? Yeah. And so I guess wrapping up on the AEW thing chris my last thing and then i'll let you uh have, have your final word on it like i think all out was a fantastic show man and it was a fantastic week and a fantastic culmination of everything that started when cm punk debuted on rampage a few weeks ago and it's not only energized AEW, but i think it's energized the entire wrestling business where we see like you saw the love for those two nights when uh nwa had empower and then the 73rd anniversary show like, you see all these independent shows getting more love now. I think the rising tide can lift all boats in that scenario. But I do think one of the images for me as a black wrestling fan and as a, as a person that covers this business, it, it is always going to feel wrong to me to look back at that poster of this event that was so great. And it's like the only brother on the poster is Mark Henry, who wasn't even on the damn car. It's like... <laughs> Like the AEW is so close, man. Like they are so close to getting everything right. And it's like, yeah, we do need to give them a little bit of leeway because we're comparing right. them with the WWE. Like one company's been around for over 50 years. The other company hadn't been around for 50 months. And so yeah. you got to give AEW some benefit of the doubt. But I think Tony is hearing us now, man. Like you got to do better, TK. Like, you know, right. you're doing great bringing in all these people. And there's even talk today, like the huge, the hot, Gossip on the street is, you know, talking about Kevin Owens' contract. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool to add a Kevin Owens. But no, nah, man, before you add a Kevin Owens, 
you got to do right by Powerhouse Hobbs. You got to do right by Scorpio Sky. Yeah. You know, you got to do right by Jay Cargill. Yeah, you got to awesome. take right, take care of your people that you already got under contract, particularly right. your black and brown people, like Proud and Powerful, the Lucha yeah. Brothers. Like you said, they finally got their shine. Like we need more of that on our wrestling, and and so I think they're they're getting better, Chris. They're better than they yeah. were a year ago, but hopefully a year from now they'll be even better than, than they are tonight. And yeah, and we're not gonna be. This show, this we're not a hot take show. I'm not a hot take kind of guy. No, unlike Nate, some people in the media, since, Nate, since I've known him, has never been a hot take, hot take dude. Um, but we have uh, realistic issues with the lack of minority representation in AEW, and we're gonna bring it up. And we're not gonna bring it up in a nation of domination kind of fashion. Or, or even in a way that suggests you owe it to us or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're, we, 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 we just want, like, my whole thing is I want people in AEW to want their underrepresented, talented mm-hmm. talent to succeed. You know, um, the, the stuff with the Lucha Brothers they did this past Sunday was absolutely perfect, man. And um, if, if they didn't do it, Boy, Ronnie too cold with it. Ronnie Reggie's. I bet somebody got Reggie carrying bags. But here's the thing about that, Ronnie. Reggie is so aerodynamic. Yeah. And he hitting you with that parkour when he carries your bag. So it's a little bit, a little bit of a different story. So go ahead. Right. No, it's it's uh yeah. Look, man, I'm not gonna be making assumptions on of who's carrying whose bags. That's a but, different show. Yeah, but um, I will say that uh. Yeah, just just I want to see that they care about this. That's right. my whole thing about AEW. I think we're past the point of tokenism. Um, mm-hmm. I think we got to understand though that we have a fan base, and um, one hopefully one of these days we can talk to uh, Brandon Thurston on the air and about mm-hmm. these different racial demographics because I like the, the the information that he tweeted out to us. It was 11% for um, AEW with their black audience, um, and then 22% or something for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. And but that doesn't really break it down by like demographic of blacks or whatever. So we you got we got to know who's watching AEW, and um, and when we and then if you're a member of the black media, just ask them about it. If I if I'm ever sitting in on yeah. a media scrum and I actually think I'm going to take advantage of this one of these days. I'm going to, I'll just ask him. Rich Fan has sat in on several media scrums and he never like accused uh, Tony Khan of anything, never accused him of racism, t- never yeah. talked about how lily white his show is. He asked him about it, asked Cody about it. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll continue to badger them about this until. Yeah. Know. Well, so that, and that's the thing, Chris, I think. You know, we got to do more than just complain on Twitter because that's what I see a lot of times is people just complaining on Twitter. And I feel why you're complaining. I get it. Like, I'm frustrated too, but it's got to be more. And so, like, the way I leave it, Chris, is, you know, if your car break down on the middle of the, of the highway, you on that 405, Chris. Yeah. And you, you broke down. You got to call AAA, right? Yeah. I'm saying for, for our black and brown wrestling fans out there, for, for the BIPOC wrestling fans that that term always feels weird saying it out loud and versus just writing it uh but for bipoc uh wrestling fans you got to call triple a so first step is 
you got to agitate, man. And that's what right. I, like what we're doing here on this show, like what uh you know people are doing with the Black Wrestlers Matter hashtag. You got to agitate the power so that they know that there's a need. They know there's a there, there's a problem. They know there's an issue. You got to agitate. Number two, you have to advocate and you know us being Nubian wrestling advocates you got to advocate for this black talent out there because a lot yeah. of times if you tell a company hey we need more black people we need more representation you at sal's pizza hey sal how come you ain't got no brothers on the wall first right. thing they're gonna tell you is well we looked but we couldn't find any no nope. yeah we, we, we can't yeah. say that anymore you got to advocate yeah. for all of this great talent for the jonathan greshams for the trisha doris out here for the willow nightingales out here like you know like i said righteous rage put out a list of 500 talented black men and women that right. they can go to right now and use that as a resource. So we got to agitate, we got to advocate, and then finally, Chris, we need to appreciate. And what I mean by that is like, anybody that does something creatively, whether you're an artist or a musician or a wrestler or a podcast or a broadcaster or whatever, Chris, like there's days where you just feel worn down, man, by the fight. Yeah. By, by trying to, you know, reach that next level or, or, you know, live up to your potential. And sometimes the thing that can get you through that day is somebody like, hey, I saw that match. You was great, man. You fire. I'm a, you you right. are a fan. Like, so if, like, it's, it's one thing to ask companies to put more black people on, but we got to support our own, too. Yeah. So like, got, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Follow, like, follow these folks on social media. Buy their merch from Pro Wrestling Tees if you can right. afford it. Like, like su- really support uh, these, these black wrestlers because that's part of the only way that they're going to get over. So we got to agitate, we got to advocate, and then Chris, we got to appreciate my brother. Right. And one more thing, we can't spin narratives either. That's one thing mm, we can't talk do. To him. Uh, because um, the, the, and I'm not going to name anybody because they know who the fuck they are and it's just not worth naming them. But um, pretending that WWE is just this like haven mm. of diversity where oh they just have so many minority talents and just blah 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 that's that's not true either you know what i'm saying yeah. uh we as black wrestling fans we ain't got anywhere we could call a haven i mean you can look at lashley as the world champ but what they would they do with that brother as soon as they made him world champ they used him to bury every other black person on that roster, you know what I'm saying? Then stuck him in a feud with Goldberg. <laughs> yes, then put him in a feud with Goldberg. Um, he hasn't really done a whole lot of meaningful stuff. Kofi had a decent run, and then they he met a roadblock named Brock Lesnar. Um, so WWE can do better, too. It's both companies yeah. can do better, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And you this, can this, like all of them, man. Like WWE, yeah. Impact, MLW. Like, like we want better for all of these companies because the better it is for yeah. all of these companies, the better it is for all of these workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that the reason why we're spending time on um, AEW is because AEW is the best show. It just yeah, they hot right now. Yeah, they they are the show that if I were an aspire wrestling a wrestler, I would want to go to AEW. Um, and I want I want black talent to want to go there. Okay, okay. We got Jermaine with a question for me. This question, I'll open it up to you too, Chris. This yeah. question is for Nate. If you were Latino or Asian, would you ever sign with Vince? And here, here's what I will tell you, Jermaine. It depends on my station in life. Right. 
If I'm some 20-year-old kid, like Latino kid, Asian kid, probably not. Like, because I'm going to go to uh, MLW. I'm going to go to AEW if I can. I'm going to go to the NWA and see if I can, you know, build my spot there. If I'm 35, 40, been in the game for a minute, looking for, like, looking for that, like, I'm, it's a heist movie, Chris. I'm looking for that one last job before I get yeah. out for good. Hell yeah, I'm going to Vince because they got the most money right now. Right now, they do so. Like, there will always be, and that's why we we advocate for the WWE too, man. Like, I don't want people to take this as us bigging up AEW and hating on Vince, because I'm like, I want WWE to be better, man. Like, I'm not one of these yeah. people that like, oh, I want AEW to crush them and Vince to go out of business now, man. Because that's there's a lot of people that put food on the table by working with the WWE. So I want them to be yeah. better for their black and brown workers, man. So, yeah, what, what, if, what, if what, I was a young Asian cat, I wouldn't. But if I was if I was a little bit older, hell yeah, man. I'm taking that money, Chris. When you're at when you're a wrestler, when you're a talent, you have to think about three different levels of your talent. And, mm. and three you have to think about the overall brand that you work for, whether it be AEW, WWE, ROH, Impact. You got to think of their brand and how you benefit their brand. You've got to think about what's more important to you, um, cash or creative or both. What do, you, what do you want out of this? And then the most important thing you got to think about is your own personal brand because that's the, what you're going to be carrying with you when you leave WWE, when you leave AEW. You're going to be taking that everywhere with you. And in WWE, a lot of the times you go there and you sign over whatever character that you're going to do, but you still have an underlying brand that is uniquely you that you got to be thinking about. So if you're going in WWE and you're doing a lot of nonsense there and you just have a career of doing nonsense there, when you try to go to the next company, it's probably going to be a little tougher for you, yeah. um, especially if you're a, a, a black talent. So these are things you, you have to be thinking about the short game in WWE and you got to be thinking about the long term game in WWE. Or is making money the most important thing to you? If, if filling up your bank account and just, get, and just getting as much cash as much as green as you can is the most important thing to you, WWE is the place for you. If you think you'll be feeling creatively stifled after a couple years of mm. doing backflips and having a mammy and <laughs> all that shit, you know, if that's going to get old to you really fast, yeah. then, you know, you might want to start thinking about the length of the contract you signed with those that people. Part. I was just, yeah. just going to say, Chris, like, I think over the next year or so, we might start to see people signing shorter term deals yeah because it, yeah. like i like honestly it's hard especially in the pandemic man to turn down that kind of money like i get it right like i understand why somebody was signed with the wwe but don't just don't lock yourself in right that's right, what I, yeah. that's the advice i would give like yeah if you want to go there for you know two three years go ahead and make your bread player yeah. but don't lock yourself in because there's so many more opportunities that and, are starting to emerge now and think about it how how it affects your own personal overall brand. Mm -hmm. How long can you be in this place and not have it destroy 
your own brand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how long can you be in there and leave that place and be valuable someplace else you might want to go? You mm -hmm. know? And I, I, I don't think, and this is not just a problem with the black wrestlers. It's a problem with the white wrestlers, too. You know, look at... Um, uh, Miracle Mike Bennett, you know what I'm saying? Right. He, 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 saw, he, he saw how green that contract was. He signed that motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> and the, the, the day after, like, he ain't even drawing the paper and this dude is cucking like a motherfucker uh, <laughs> on TV. And he got, it got old. They were emasculating yeah. him. Yeah, they, they, they did him dirty. Yeah, because the thing about acting and stuff like that is you got to think of how much of your soul gets into a character that you play. Look at Heath Ledger as the Joker. Look at what had just happened to Michael K. Williams, R.I.P. Yeah. You know, you get invested in these characters. I remember watching an interview with uh, Michael K. Williams, and he said that he sometimes didn't know how to turn Omar off when he got right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And th this is this is the this is the long term. And I don't know if WWE has a psychologist, a psychologist on deck at the job. They could talk, not a personal one. I'm talking mm. about one where you're in. You, where you're you know, active. they don't, Chris. You know, yeah, they don't. <laughs> exactly. You need, and, and AEW needs to have this, too, because because yeah. that place can drive you crazy, man. I think every workplace needs somebody there to provide, you know, mental yeah. health or mental therapy. Yeah, just just be there to be like, yo, man, I'm about to go out here. I'm about to be cucking like a motherfucker. My my wife is going to be calling me a bitch and telling me <laughs> I'm not bad enough for her. How do I deal with this? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's just, I mean, and Vince McMahon did a lot of silliness with Linda on TV, too. Yeah. But he never. Well, as we've seen over the years, man, like the show is created for an audience of one right and that one is vince mcmahon right yeah and yeah you could and you could say oh it's acting it's a character and all that stuff it really the, the the difference between wrestling characters and movie characters when jason momoa is done playing aquaman and he does his talk show circuit round he goes on jimmy kimmel and he's no longer Arthur Curry. Mm -hmm. He is um, Jason Momoa. When Roman Reigns does his talk show rounds, he's Roman Reigns. Right. He, he doesn't get to be Joe Anoa'i. That's yeah. not what he gets to be. You nope. know. So the wrestling gimmick is more than a gimmick. It's a lifestyle that you have to live. Mm -hmm. Like Vince McMahon used to give Ted DiBiase money and tell him to go to this bar, right. buy it up. You know what I'm saying? Probably gave money for other extracurricular activities. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying hey, anything. Hey, Chris, everybody yeah. has a price, man. Yeah, but I'm just saying, man, that this is this is something that these people have to live with. You know, yeah. it's not something you can just turn on and off. And I and I really do hate this. Uh, idea of oh you should just do what you're getting the money look man I already have my own insecurities about myself that I don't need exploited on WWE TV <laughs> Sometimes, most of the time I feel like a 100% an 
alpha masculine male, those uh, there are times where I don't feel like that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need that exploited on TWTV. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded that I'm a cuck and all this other stuff. You like, can you think of the, I mean, he was doing that shit with his wife. Can you, I mean, just think of we've, the. Uh, to be fair, we've seen people's wives put in worse angles in that right. damn company man well, like, well that's the thing too it was like you know do it and i, and I felt bad for lashley uh um, with lana and rusev rusev yeah i felt bad for all three of them man because i mean and props to lashley and lana they played the part like it that really did kind of scare me for a little bit because I don't want to see marriages breaking up. And I know, right, right. We're breaking up marriages over story. And, and, lines, that happen, right? and that happens in wrestling all the goddamn time. All the time it happens in wrestling where yeah. these couples, they, 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 they break up because of some shit they did on screen, mm. you know? So, um, shout out to that man, Matt Hardy in the building. Right. Yeah. But, no. but here's the thing, Chris, like, I don't want to end on a negative note, man. I want to end positively. Right. Because Tony Khan has done it, man. Because we didn't gone from a white boy summer to Asian guy autumn with all these New Japan dudes. This man oh, yeah. in the yeah. building. Forbidden door kicked all the way open. Last thing on AEW real quick, Chris. Are, are you hyped to see that man, old old man uh, Suzuki tonight, do his damn thing? Oh, I'm I'm extremely hype over it, man. I thought that the exchange that him and Moxley had on Sunday was was great. Um, it was, you know, that's what you want to see. It, and the, and the thing about it too is, there's a lot of guys from our generation that that was their CM Punk moment for them. You know, that was uh, Suzuki showing up was their Daniel Bryan moment from them. So that just goes a testament. to they did on that show there is diversity um with um aew is just trying to put the pieces in the right place you know yeah. shout um, out to uh, jamon for a good a good correction uh, in fairness wwe did offer free mental health therapy to the roster after daphne's passing yes they, oh, did. They, they, they did do that did they offer it on site that's what i'm talking mm -hmm. about thank you for bringing that up jamon uh, but yeah, did they offer it on site is what I'm talking about. Because I'm talking about right before you have to go, when you show up to TV an hour, two hour early, two hours early, and you have to be a cuck and be called a bitch and a worthless man by your wife. Before you do that, do they have a therapist on site <laughs> that you can talk to about that and be like, look, I feel awkward even afterwards where you're like, yeah, man, that made me feel like shit. <laughs> also, the stuff away from like with, on your free time, the counseling and shit, that's, that's perfectly fine and okay and good to do. But I'm talking about some on-site shit. Like at my job, if I ever feeling like that, there is on-site counselors there that I can talk to that day. Mm. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, was a, and I, like I think this is the most anybody's talked about Mike Bennett in that WWE angling years. So shout out, shout out to that man Mike Bennett and Maria for coming through right. that storm and, and still being here today with us. But before we get out of here, Chris, uh, I mentioned it off the top, man. I want to spend a little bit of time uh, talking about uh, my brother, 
my 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 friend, my homeboy, uh, Leon, who passed uh, the other day. Uh, so I'm gonna go full screen on that. But yeah, so uh, my 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 homeboy, like the name of this show, the name of this episode is called "Peace Be Unto You, Earl," and that goes back to the movie Malcolm X. I know you remember that, Chris, with Denzel. Right. Yeah. And uh, there's a scene in the movie where. You know, uh, Earl, who is Malcolm X's bodyguard, like, like you know, kind of his right-hand man, he on the phone with Malcolm, and they having an argument. And at one point, Earl's about to hang up, and he's like, well, peace be unto you, brother Malcolm. And then Malcolm's like, no, peace be unto you, Earl. And so, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, that one little small scene in that three-hour movie stuck with me and my partner. And, uh, like, every time we were getting ready to get off the phone for, like, the last seven, eight years, he'd be like, all right, man, I'll talk to you later. Peace. And then I'd be like, no, that is peace be unto you, Earl. And then he followed that up with, and you know this, man. And that was like our little, that was our little gimmick, Chris. Like every time we, we ended up a phone call with each other. And uh, so he passed on a Monday night uh, due to COVID complications, uh, left behind a wife and uh, six kids. And he was just a real good dude, known that man since high school. So, you know, you're talking about going on 20 25 years almost and so like he was a, he was a real good dude every time he came in the room people knew he was there not only because he was big he was like six two 300 something pounds but he just had that spirit about him and uh, I unfortunately I didn't talk to him much the week before he passed but the last con- like I, the one thing I'm glad about Chris is the last conversation we had is it was a good one like we didn't right. end off on some petty stuff or or some argument stuff because like i think that would have been like terrible if that's how we 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 ended you know our, our conversation but like we ended on a good note we was talking about the next time we was going to see each other we was you know he was going to hit up the buffet whatever whatever and you know that's the last time i ever spoke to that man so what i would say is uh you know first of all like rest in peace to my brother like you know we 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 going to miss you uh, but but you'll never be forgotten, and you know, we're going to take care of the family for you, man. Uh, but for everybody out there, two things. Number one, get the damn vaccine, man. Like, quit playing with people's lives. Quit playing with your life. Get the shot, man, so we can get over this pandemic. And point number two is ain't no ain't no telling, Chris, what what, what tomorrow is going to bring. Ain't, we don't even know if we're going to see tomorrow, Chris. Right. Like, like I don't want to get too dark, but we could be recording this show and you might have to upload it for me tomorrow because I might not be here. Like, Lord, Lord forbid, but we don't know. Yeah. We, we don't know how many days we got left, man. So, you know, life is hard, but, you know, do the best you can every day. That's all you can do is do the best you can. Tell the people around you that, that you appreciate how much you appreciate them, man. Don't don't leave stuff unsaid, man, because that's that's going to you know haunt you once the people is gone. Uh, you know, and give people their flowers. Like going back to what we're talking about with the black wrestlers, Chris, like give people their flowers while they're here. Let them know how much you appreciate them because you never know when when they could be taken away. So uh, uh, rest in power to my, to my brother, Leon Hicks, man. Uh, go, go miss you, big dog. But uh, I'll see you again someday, brother. Right. Yeah, those are, those are beautiful words, a beautiful sentiment. R.I.P. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now this is an awkward transition at all. But uh, Chris. Uh, before we get out of here, man, it's been great talking to you about all this wrestling and a little bit of football this week. But if people want to hear more from you, including on the NWA podcast this weekend, where can people find you on social media and, and let them know what you got coming up, brother? Oh, yeah. You can listen to uh, the both of us at um, the, uh, on the uh, Nubian Wrestling Advocates um, 
that was a, a great show that we did. Um, looking for more of that. Um, and I just want to say shout out to all the wrestlers. Uh, Mike Bennett, um, I love you, and and, and uh, Maria, all the black wrestlers, you know, everyone. We, we, we want a thriving, robust wrestling industry. We want it to be a two-way street of wrestlers. Some wrestlers, when their contracts might end in AEW, they might say, you know what? I've done everything I could go do in AEW. Let me go to WWE. Right now, it's not looking like that's ever going to happen. <laughs> so hopefully we can build a robust wrestling community um, together, you know. Yeah. It is. It definitely, y'all definitely want to check out this edition of the NWA podcast. It's a really good one where uh, Chris and I, you know, we did the news with Andrew Thompson and we gave a tribute to our brother uh, Jamal Hepburn, uh, who unfortunately passed a couple weeks ago. And we also, uh, you know, sat down and had a really, really good conversation, Chris, about uh, what's going on in this wrestling world with, with, with our boy Rich Fan from the, from the Torch. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good conversation, man. If we had we knew what was following, what was going to follow that up, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that would have been added to the conversation. Yeah, so. well, hit, look, pull them back the curtain. We try to record those shows around the middle of the month, just so it gives me time to edit. Because, yeah. like, yeah, man, like, look here, man, like, help me help you. So, uh, Tony Khan, you should have did your show two weeks earlier, and we could have talked about that instead of why Becky Lynch beating Bianca Belair was a dumb decision. Uh. Yeah, yeah, and we're we're gonna yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that, and that's the thing too, and and look for us to be just more active in, um, because I've already um interacted with people like Sean Taylor, um, mm, yeah. and Chris Bay, and people like that. So yep. hopefully one of the, one of these days we can you know get sit down with them and just have an honest conversation about uh being black in wrestling. You know what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I want to talk to everybody, man. I want to no, talk. No, we want to talk to Tony Khan. TK, if you're listening, yeah, you got an open to... invitation, brother. Yeah. Like, if and if Tony Khan comes here, I'd want to talk to him. It'd be like 80% of the conversation be about diversity and wrestling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, because... honestly, I've heard Tony on other shows. I think, like, it might it might be a little awkward at first, but I think Tony would be down for that type of conversation. Right, yeah, because it's it's an honest conversation. It's yeah. a true conversation. It's the con conversation you need in twenty twenty. And I think it's the way the way you come at it. Like like you said, they're like there's some people online we ain't gonna get them no shine because they don't need the shine. They don't deserve right. the shine. But there's some people that would go on and try to attack and ambush Tony. Right, like, that's, yeah, that's not what we do, man. We try to have a conversation to get actual results. Yeah, because I mean the thing is with the wrestling company is you gotta create you if you've got visions already in your head, that's great. Yeah. Now you want to expand on the vision. That's where you know, you know, the audience and diversity and stuff comes in. You know, oh, what hold I'm up, saying? Chris. Hold up, hold up. I got a screenshot of Tony Khan's vision right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, was that Adam Cole? <laughs> uh, but no, no. Shout out to that man TK and that show they put on. It was a great right. show. It just can be better. Um, if you want to hear more from me, you can check me out on the uh, not only the Kings of Sport. We have a Patreon, patreon.com, backslash the Kings of Sport. Five bucks gets you in the door, and that five bucks, you know, helps me create more content. You know, it. You know, we talked about economics earlier, Chris. Like, it's just yeah. the, the price of capitalism. Like, the more uh, income we can bring into the show, the better shows we can produce, the more diverse shows we can produce. Uh, but speaking of kind of 
diversity and collaboration. I think one of the things I've liked most about this last month, Chris, is it feels like not only are companies working together in the wrestling business, but a lot of these media outlets are crossing over. And so, you know, you get, uh, you know, John Pollock and Wei Ting mixing it up with Rich Fan or mixing it up with Stephanie Chase, you know, throwing me in the mix, SP3. Like, there's a lot of great people out here creating great content and, and great coverage of the wrestling business. And I love that there seems to be a spirit of community right yeah. now. It's really, we, we definitely need to keep that going. Yeah. Uh, that was a great it, show that you and Stephanie did. You know, yeah, Steph, Stephanie's fun, man. Like, it, like it, Anybody that loved that man called Sting like I do is good people in my book. She, she sounded like she didn't what. When you when y'all started talking about um, AEW, she brought up the uh, Matt Hardy office or whatever. Yeah. The bar. she she didn't want to bash that dude, but she she had to. <laughs> yeah. Like she she cool people, man. Like and and honestly, like one of the better uh, AEW, uh, one of the better uh, sites covering AEW, man. You, like she has passion and drive, and so yeah, man. Like like I said on the show, like I think her. And Andrew and people like uh, uh, Davey and Braden, like that's the next generation, man. Because me and John and Way, and, yeah. and like Meltzer and Alvarez, we can't do this forever, baby. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's it's gonna be that next generation that carries the torch, and I, I'm excited to see how they keep growing. Especially Andrew, man. Like that, like that kid's got all of the tools uh, to be successful in this thing. Yeah, uh, real talk. But in addition, you know, we talked some comics earlier with all that Captain Marvel slander that Ronnie and them did. But uh, if you want to hear me talk about DC, you can check out the Naomi podcast, which features me and America's sweetheart, the one and only Miss Brittany Monet. We talking about Naomi coming to the CW. They got an announcement coming up at this DC fandom in October, uh, produced by Ava DuVernay. So we're excited for the Naomi show. You can also find the Lituation Room, which features me, Clement Bryant, Brittany, and Vanessa Shark, who is just amazing. Like, we love Vanessa Shark. Uh, like, we love all of them, but Vanessa Shark is amazing. Uh, but you can check that show out on the DC TV Podcast Network. I got the main event at Place of the Nation. Got the chain reaction at Place of the Nation. I got a lot of shows, man. But again, like support the Patreon, patreon.com, backslash the Kings of Sport, and follow me on Twitter at in the number eight, M-O-Z-A-I-K. So that's going to do it for this edition of the Kings of Sports. Shout out to everybody that is watching live and listening live. We had a lot of engagement with the chat. We appreciate all of y'all, Jermaine, Jamone, Travis, Jamie, Bill, Ronnie, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike, all of y'all, man. We appreciate everybody that showed up in the chat this week. Uh, if you missed it, you can still listen to the audio version. Uh, but, uh, yeah, stay tuned. And and I, I, need, I do need to get better at announcing when these shows happen, Chris, because I literally just woke up today uh, and was like, yeah, let's do a show today. Like, I ain't promoted right. or nothing. Just like, like in an hour, we're going to be doing a show. And, and, you know, to be fair, though, like I'm still kind of processing things, man. Like, like. I, I, I feel like, and, and you've been through this too, Chris, so I think you can relate. Like, when you lose somebody, you go through that up and down where, like, you some days you don't yeah. have no energy, and then other days you like, real productive. Right, You're just yeah. kind of on that, on that spectrum continuously. So, yeah. today I had energy. Today I had time for this, Chris. Uh, and I'm glad you was able to make time so we could talk about these things. But uh, that's going to do it. So, thanks, everybody, for watching. Subscribe to the Patreon if you can. We'd appreciate it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at in the number M O Z at in the number eight M O Z A I K. Follow Chris on Twitter at KMEZ Does It. Follow the show at Cospod K O S underscore P O D. We'll be back probably in a couple weeks uh, with another installment of this show. So uh, keep it locked right here 
for the next installment of the world's most dangerous sports show, the Kings of Sport podcast. So, for the Professor Chris in L.A., and for my brother Leon, I am the Godfather Nate Milton. And no, that is peace be unto you, Earl. Because you've been down with the Kings. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all-new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and tell a friend. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's bad. D-A-double-D-Y, fat sacks. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to leave it all on the mat. Because that's what I do when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Thanks for the footlong, IRL Marshawn. No problem, Tiny Virtual Marshawn.